It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rock Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Taylor. It's me, Ben Roy. It is, and Rich Hudson. Hello. Hello. Now, we have gathered together to do a sort of general conversation on the state of Xbox as it is, the state of Microsoft and their approach to the next generation. Uh, Because out of nowhere this morning, even though it had been rumored for a while, uh, we now know the Xbox Series S is real. It does look a little bit like a McDonald's drive-through machine where you'd order something. (laughs) But... I, I mean, I don't know what side you come down on, but uh, it's uh, it's making some waves. Um, the release date is apparently November 10th, um, and it's you know it's a big old thing. It's pretty much the budget version of the Premium Series X, uh, which is still yet to have a, a confirmed release date or a price. Um, but, Benroy, what was your initial thoughts on it? Where did you come down on it? We've actually not talked about it until we hit record. For £249, I'm in. Come on, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. It does look like, as you said, so you imagine you'd press the button and like girls allowed to start playing out of it or something like that. But, um, <laughs> a 20 second excerpt of it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, 500 gigs feels a bit small for a hard drive, but I guess you'll yeah. be able to plug an external one in so I'm fine there. It'll be even less than that anyway. Like it's, it's always 30, 40 gig less. You'll than have your operating you. system and stuff on there as well. So yeah, you'll have mm-hmm. like 460 gig to play with. Yeah. And um, my uh, DOM box, which you can see there, if you're watching the video on the floor, on top of on the You've got an original box. 2013 DOM box. Yeah, yeah. That um, I can't remember how much storage that's got, but that's I've never bought a disc. I've never used the <laughs> disc for an Xbox One game. It's all been digital or Game Pass. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm already all digital there, but I'm probably um, segwaying a little bit. I'm probably going to get the disc version of the PS5. But the Xbox, it, it, the Xbox news is great. I like this price. I like the date. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Rich, is it going to convince you? I mean, you, you don't need one because you've got a hyper-powered PC. Yeah, that's, I guess as a, that's as the an thing. Uh, looking at it from a, an objective standpoint, oh, the sun's suddenly gone in and now I'm really dark. <laughs> I'm having so many webcam problems. <laughs> it's good to say. Um, from, a, from an objective standpoint for the system, it looks really, really good for what you're paying for, for 250 quid, $300. Like mm-hmm. the apparent uh, heft you have in terms of its spec and also... The, the sheer amount you can do with, with Xbox, pre- predominantly Game Pass, because as someone who's on PC, as Scott's already said, I, I have no reason to buy an Xbox. Like, there's literally no reason for me to buy one. Mm. But I can appreciate how good Game Pass is and how amazing that service is for people who are going to buy a cheaper console. So it does look 
amazing. I, I still do. have things that I'm sh- not sure about yet, but I'm sure we'll get to that. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've got a bunch of stuff that I want to break down because I think because they're going all out on this sort of new approach to the next generation where it's like they've got monthly finance models to let you afford it, which they did bring in around about the uh, Xbox One X, where if you wanted to get one of them early, um, you could start paying monthly for it and then upgrade to uh, the, the next generation, the Series S or the Series X. Um, so they have these monthly finance models. They have obviously Game Pass has been going for a while. They started talking about um, the xCloud streaming stuff, um, which is going full public about halfway through through September-ish, you're, you can start getting on the uh, app version or whatever of that. Um, and it just seems like, you know, they, for the longest time, Aaron Greenberg, who's, I think he's like their product manager or head of products or whatever, was saying that the console wars are gone. He was like citing the fact that you can just um, attach the motor. It was like this razor. I keep on calling it the Motorola Razor, but they have this add-on thing for a phone that's this um, separate controller that you attach to a phone and you can just access the Xbox library uh, on the go. And he was like, this is the end of the console wars because they're just so clearly not trying to compete with Sony anymore. And I don't know how much that is them just accepting the way that this current generation went and just saying, look, Sony has such a, you know, a foot on the um, on the ladder kind of thing that we can't get past them. Um, but I guess, what do you think of all, all their general approach to stuff? Because they're, they're sort of pivoting into, they're almost releasing a console for the surface, service generation. Like this is a, a service system that you can sort of potentially pay for monthly and upgrade later. Like does that approach to the industry grab you? If we get games from it, if they make more games, <laughs> games a big thing, yeah. rather than 17,000 Forza games and two Gears games, <laughs> I'll be happy. But like, I, I'm happy now. I mean, like, man, I've played 200 hours of Gears 5. I've played so many other things on Game Pass as it is. Like, that if they just become, if they just rename Xbox to Microsoft Game Pass, why not just do that? Just get over right. it. Just uh, call it the GP. I, I don't know, but um, <laughs> at this point, yeah, I'm happy with it, and it's. I would rather this going into the next generation have like three very different sort of options. Mm-hmm. You've got the PlayStation, which is the PS5, sorry, which is the more traditional sort of all-encompassing machine, which is going to be just going to have the Sony, going to have the Breath of Sun exclusives, and it's probably going to be a place your place to play, play sorry place to play fifa whereas you've got uh, nintendo where i'm gonna happily spend 50 pounds just to play another old mario game down the line and with their yeah, sort of... new ones too just because it's only available till march ah, i've already <laughs> pre-ordered it i'm sad uh, and um yeah and their unique sort of like lineup of games as well as the option like the switch being handheld is fundamentally one of the biggest reasons why i own that machine apart from mm-hmm. i just want me some mario so i feel like if they go down this route it's more justified than it was sort of the beginning of this generation where sort of xbox was just like why do i have this giant sort of vcr looking machine when i've got the playstation 4 and it works perfectly like, do you that think does. can they uh, can they nail any sense of next generation success without exclusives like that seems to be the thing it's like can you hinge all of it on game pass and past legacy I think so. and I think... just access points price-wise game pass seems to be i can't remember the numbers right now but it was somewhere insane last time i checked and again it just seems to be saying they just offer so much to so many people like oh what like when devil may for example devil may cry 5 devil may cry 5 came out mm-hmm. on that like pretty much at launch around that time i was like yeah I'm gonna play that. After, yeah yeah so it's like when they do like the nice gets like that and avoid bastards was another game well they bring we back had red old... dead 2 for a while till they took it away yeah. again they bring back some older titles like red dead 2 and all that sort of thing it's just why not like i think if they can go down that route and carve their own niche out like that i think not only will it be beneficial for people like who for some reason want to buy them all but for say like i don't know so like when i grew up i, I we didn't have a lot of money so if you have like mm. a parent who buys 
the Series S for two fifty. Uh, get Game Pass twelve months. Well, that's a tenner a month with the gold wrapped in. You're looking at a ten pound a month, and this kid can get so many unlimited games. They can get mm-hmm. all the mainline things. It's going to be such a really cool option for people, especially in these trying times. I think. <laughs> that was one thing I was going to bring across to you, Rich, because like you've obviously had PC for a while, so you're used to sort of getting like modular upgrades rather than like this yeah. is the new overall you know overhaul of a system. You do sort of plug stuff in, and that's I think like that's the mentality they're almost broaching with the new system, but on the console side um, and especially if they have the subscription model in place and they have a lot of people that are either subscribed to game Pass, or if they take an xbox on a financial model then they can drop you know maybe they want to upgrade people from the s to the x in the next few months or next year or whatever um is that just a is that just a more natural way to sort of keep up with technology than waiting a few years and doing like a full console reset yeah it does make a lot of sense the idea that they're just going to cater for everyone in their own <laughs> sector like it's mm-hmm. one of the best things to see rather than having the the console war be perpetuated by xbox and playstation it's just like we're just going to go our own separate ways do what we want to do we do this best playstation do that best let's just do that let's mm-hmm. try not to emulate each other it's why the playstation now doesn't get that kind of attention anymore no one seems to care no one seems to no. use it but yeah it looks to be that they're just going to release xboxes from here on out like we're going to see the series s and the series x in november and then, you know, maybe a couple of years down the line, it won't feel like a half-step system, at least like not uh, a generation 9.5 system like the 8.5s with the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 4 Pro. They're just going to mm-hmm. say, here's the new Xbox. You can just keep playing games. We're going we're gonna to blur the lines as best as we can between generations. As a PC player, that's something we've never had. We've never had the generational gap. We Literally, you can go on Steam, you can buy games that you could that boot through DOS, you can play the original <laughs> Wolfenstein 3D, not in some kind of like wrapper, like you play your um, like the Super Nintendo stuff on the Switch or the Mega Drive collection on an Xbox. It's not being emulated. It's literally running as it ran. Like we have that ability and it seems to end that Xbox are trying to go. Let's just make a system that just does everything. Which is interesting because it's it's the complete opposite. It's either one of these is the future and one of these is like an experiment that isn't going to hold. And it's like Sony are just kind of sticking to their guns and doing what they did with the PS4 and just going, well, here's some exclusives. Like you have Miles Morales at launch, you have Astro Bot and they've got Ratchet and Clank coming a couple of months after. And it's, it's a standard console release, which like is easier to get on board with. And it looks stronger in terms of like, this is a console with new games that you can't experience on the older hardware whereas on microsoft's side it's like hey we've got these new xboxes buy them if you want but you don't need to um and even looking at the power side of it i looked up all the flops i looked up all the uh, the floating points uh, to compare this stuff um the series s the one that just got announced the cheaper version of the next gen systems is weaker quote unquote weaker in terms of flops than the xbox one x the highest end version you can get right now and um, the xbox one x is six teraflops the xbox uh, series s is four so if you already bought in to getting the highest profile highest version of the console right now which i did i got i'm stupidly got an xbox one x last black friday because i was like lols i've got a 4k tv and i don't care and so i got that and so they've kind of tried to split the difference where it's like if you invested earlier you don't need to upgrade unless you want the 12 teraflop version of the series x so i think there's a lot of weird overlap in that regard which i think can be quite confusing for the consumer um but at the same time it reminds me of the way samsung do stuff where they have like the galaxy s as the premium one and then you have the model a and the model j for people who don't necessarily want processor power processing power but you can't access the majority of apps and everything else on that thing so it's weird because they're chasing like the tech market which means you would get a new xbox every year or two years and just have a different designation on the end potentially i mean it does it does kind of make sense it means the market's always open for newer tech if you're a late adopter like Mm -hmm. 
if you are if you like if you come into the 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 xbox series or just the xbox series line of consoles just before they release a new one you're always going to feel a bit duped by it whereas mm. you always potentially know that there's going to be another one at the end of the year as much as people do keep buying iphones every year even though they're incrementally very similar mm. they still have the option to get fresher kit when it comes out so it does make sense whether we see this to be the death of generations, at least on the Xbox side, potentially. I think PlayStation, as you've said, are going to stick to this. Mm-hmm. We're going to go all out for this console. Boom, here it is. It's going to last you seven years and then we'll worry about it again. It could work either way or it could separate the PlayStation and Xbox even more if Xbox goes down a, a more annualized or every two-year route mm-hmm. and PlayStation sticks to generations. I don't see it as a bad thing on either side. They no. both have their pros, they both have their cons. And I think overall it's better they're trying to do something different rather than just be at each other's throats because whenever you get reminded of the old schoolyard Xbox 360 versus PS3, it's just exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with that is, like, I always view that stuff as like sports teams now. Like, yeah, when I was a kid and I was younger, I was like, oh, my console's better than yours. I've got Sonic or whatever. <laughs> but, like, as you get older, I think it just becomes like a sports analysis thing where it's like, look what this team's doing over here. Look what these guys are doing over here. And the competition should always benefit the consumer in terms of them trying to net people in. So I think that stuff can be enjoyable enough to watch. But I know what you mean. There's obviously a lot of toxicity around that as well. Um, and considering what I mentioned before about them moving away from the console wars, um, in, in theory, like the console wars are even as a term is just something that you know sort of exists on the playground anyway um I, but i just yeah. want to say as well that hearing that the one x is more powerful than the one s mm-hmm. i series just wonder yeah. Yeah, the series s sorry the, whatever we want to call them these are the s <laughs> oh, no, i'm wrong again sorry but the i wonder which is the first xbox that they're gonna go now nah, that's dead mate we need to take around behind the woodshed well that's the thing and right? when because, that happens yeah. because that thing that thing there is going to probably, that's probably holding up a lot of production that they had to make all these, this rumored that mm. that's a, a reason why Cyberpunk was delayed is because of that thing over there, that, v, that the original VCR thing, yeah, is holding mm. everything back. And at some point they've just got to uh, just basically take a bullet to and go, we need to move on and we need to eliminate the lowest line. But I wonder when they do that, how people react if anyone still has that machine that cares mm-hmm. and will they offer some sort of like subsidy you know with phones you can sometimes trade them in or something well, like that. that's mm. kind of what they've discussed with the finance plan thing if you do go down that route and start paying monthly for it that like they do offer like an upgrade program if you know to, to let you sort of migrate your costs across it's kind of like yeah. a mobile phone thing or like i said like if you're going to get a car or something with the whatever like those things kind of go across but also, it's such a, a different way to pay for something a one x is already next gen in that terms like kind you've of, got to imagine yeah. that this the the series s if that even that's not a series if the series s uh outlasts the one x and they somehow find a way to take the one x off and say oh we can't use the one x anymore we've got to move up it makes mm-hmm. no sense but then if no. you buy a series s which is next gen and then the one x lasts longer than the series s <laughs> start getting to this sort of like well, that's the thing right because to like tenant territory where you're going through several different time loops and you don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> I don't know how if you're um, a developer as well, how do you even find like a target console? How do you even find like a target p- uh, piece of hardware to go for? I know a lot of things get developed on PC and then they get yeah. made to work on console. So maybe they just go with that. And it's just a case of like the way that stuff kind of gets worked on on the Switch where it's like, okay, we've just reduced the texture quality all the way down, the uh, the resolution all the way down to make something work on the Switch. Uh, like Marshmallow Witcher, which I, the Witcher on Switch is like a miracle, but you put it side by side with the PS4 and Xbox One and you can really tell what they've done to make that work, at least in a visual uh, quality um, to, in regards to the visuals but 
that's the thing. Like, if something comes out on quote unquote next gen consoles, but you can just play it on something you already own now, um, and I'm not speaking to the PC space because that's always the case, I guess. Um, does that invalidate next gen? I was going to ask, like, what does next gen even mean to like either of you? Because like, is it just an access thing in terms of like a next gen game? It's like an exclusive that's only on those systems, or is it a certain like graphical quality or like you know, particle effects or something like that? I guess like Rich, what do you look for in terms of what would next gen be at this point to a regular PC person. Yeah, I'd say next gen is more of a, a general hardware thing. Like I said, mm. PCs don't go through generations. That's why there's no PC too. Uh, <laughs> they just we PC just keep hardware. on going. But mm. we, uh, as a PC player, we see the benefits of the generational turnover when developers actually get better hardware to play with on consoles, even up to the the PS4 Pro and Series X. Uh, sorry, Xbox One X. I hate how Microsoft <laughs> have done these names. It's really confusing. Um, they're still usually behind. So we know get that big jump forward uh if, if for example the game is built predominantly for consoles in mind for example like call of duty has always been something they've gone let's worry about the console one first and the pc mm-hmm. one later and that has had it completely crash and burn on pc in the past thankfully that's not the case anymore but normally we wait for the generational turnover to kick in and then we get to see games that we'd normally the get the games that get the the time of day on consoles first finally get that big boost that we've been sitting on for ages and we're waiting for those games to come up to it mm-hmm. but yeah i think this still counts as a change in generation as much as microsoft are blurring the lines i'm not sure how long that's really going to last because uh Osley and i earlier today did a comparison like looking at everything we know about the series x and everything we know about the series s which is mm-hmm. very little in reality we, we dug up some stuff to, to, to look at like yeah we managed to find some specs uh, but one of the things that was interesting about the specs that, uh, in fact, you dug up, Scott, was the fact mm-hmm. that it said that the Series X had access to Series X exclusives. So perhaps there will be games that you can't play on a Series S because like it's simply not yeah. powerful enough. Because according to the supposed specs of the Series S, it, the the graphics processor, which is obviously the the main uh, the main heft of how far it can go, the processor, the actual computer, the CPU, the main computer bit, is actually the same on both systems. It's the GPU that bumps the price up. The the Series S GPU is three times slower. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that 
with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Okay. As you said, four teraflops to twelve. Like, which matches up with the Samsung thing that you are kind of buying the same. You're buying a budget of the firmware, but yeah. So you won't be getting, as using the Samsung analogy, you're not going to be getting fourteen cameras on the back of your phone. You're not going to be getting your your wide angle, your portrait lens, anything like that. You're only going to get the base experience. So, mm-hmm. it seems to be that as much as the, the series. S is a great deal. It definitely comes across to me as this is going to be the one. If you want to play Game Pass games, right. go for this. If you're wanting yeah. to be playing new stuff at the super duper highest resolution that we can possibly muster and the best frame rates and blah 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 blah, you're going to have to get the X. Mm-hmm. Like when looking at the specs for the Series S, and they're saying you could do 1440 120 hertz, three hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm calling it a proper Eleanor Noir doubt. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there'll be certain games. I said this on the news earlier. I said, if you can play, you could, they're probably putting it across as saying, look, we can get some games running at this. It's like when they say, hey, this has got native 4K, but it's only Rocket League and Skyrim Mm -hmm. that can run at 4K that aren't necessarily going to be massively demanding games. Mm -hmm. It's like, we've got 4K, we've got 1440p, 120 hertz on Series S, but that's playing Nidhogg. (laughs) <laughs> well, and they just got to go with that yeah but. the one thing i was going to say to like to roll it back to what you mentioned before about like the idea that if you know the so say let's say a new xbox comes out every sort of year or two years then assumedly console people can keep up with the best possible technology that supports those games as consistently as possible but it's that i because at the minute it's like does the console cycle hold gaming back and it's because we're always waiting for the next set of consoles to catch up with what the potential of pc can do so if consoles can keep up with that on a yearly basis then does that improve gaming overall i guess that's another thing that was like like benroy what do you think in terms of like would you be up for getting a new system every sort of year or two years i mean i'm not up for spending hundreds every few years if they financed it i guess uh yeah in a way it's, it's weird because a phone is a phone and it's like a thing that i use every five seconds because i'm addicted to it mm-hmm. whereas uh it's, with the xbox stuff like i'm content with getting a series s because mm-hmm. I'm going to have a PlayStation 5. So I can't imagine uh, Phil uh, or anyone like that over at Xbox land going, well, Gear 6 isn't going to run on the Series S, I'm afraid. I think right. like, 
I'm pretty confident that they're going to make their own games able to run on the base level of this new generation of because they call it the next generation Mm -hmm. so i'm I'm confident that that will at least have a five to seven year shelf life but obviously if they do eradicate it down the line and move on that's fine but i feel at the same time they should do what do what they did with the witch on the switch is basically going at some point you just you can play this game but it's going to look like mud (laughs) <laughs> and I don't mind if they do Especially that. If it's blown up, yeah. Yeah, I just basically I'm getting this thing so it runs Megear Six and whatever other Master Chief adventures we have down the line. Hopefully, mm-hmm. never another Battletoads. But uh, and <laughs> and then with the PlayStation, yeah, it's just it's it's weird. I feel like this whole modular thing could work, but mm-hmm. I don't think they can get away with the full on. They can with some called the elite customers. Like if there was like a because for me, I don't have 4K gaming right now. I have the right. base models or everything. I basically have, you might as well be SD at this point. And my PlayStation is floating when I turn it on. It makes a loud noise. I just need to upgrade before everything falls apart. Right. So why This is a major thing where I, I need, want, and desire. I just, I just want them right now. I want this 4K you- gaming and I want ray tracing. And I would just want new hardware. I was going to mention that stuff as well, because they're obviously trying to hang the next generation on. Like, it doesn't necessarily matter about the amount of flops or the amount of floating points and different data points that a thing can process. Um, it's the fact that the next-gen systems are the ones that can do ray tracing and variable rate shading and all these other fancy terms yeah. that, assumedly, can only be done on the next-gen systems. Um, even though I did see uh, someone prove that there was a game on PS2 that had ray shading, uh, ray tracing, it's not that it's impossible yeah. to do. I, also, um, it's, you know, yeah. I want my HDR as well. I've had this nice TV here for years and i've never played any hdr games on it. i just want to i want to advance into the new gen and finally like feel that it's the excitement of a new console generation if this is the last sort of like major break we have then so mm-hmm. be it i'm here for if they want to do a more modular thing i wouldn't upgrade every two year maybe even two years at probably every like three or four for me mm-hmm. but at least if we were to know that would be the case going forward i wouldn't be against it sort of thing i guess i i wonder yeah how much they then steer into this stuff because calling it the way that they've named everything where it's like series x and you know, beforehand xbox one s and x um and then and like the, the idea of like series S and series Y, uh, series X and series S sort of assumes that they're going to do various other permutations of that going forward. And for me, as this, I, I don't know, like for me, something that um, exemplifies gaming on console is that I just want the most easy access, simple way to play something possible. And the more you keep severing it and going like, well, you, you know, you get access to this extra graphical option over here, or if you buy this, then you can see some extra particle effects or whatever. Assumedly, those things will be like feature parity across the systems, but I can then I then and I wonder what the um, fundamental value is to buying the high-end system if you're not going to get any more out of it other than just maybe load times. Like, I don't even know how you give it's that kind of value. the argument that was always present during the, the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 4 Pro. Like, when you put mm-hmm. them next to each other and it's like, okay, the... The, the the graphical increase in terms of just general graphic performance, like, like ignoring resolution, it's like, it's better, but it's not like going mm. from PS2 to PS4. Like, it's not huge. Yeah. Like, the number of people that... Um, like I've spoken to in the past or the conversation's been always present on YouTube or Twitter or something where people say, I've got an Xbox One. Is it worth getting the, the One X? Is it, is it worth churning out more money to get it? And sometimes mm-hmm. the answer is no. No. Like sometimes you'd be fine with the, the Series S, like the, the, sorry, the One S. Like the Series S, the, the X, they do look like a very, very big jump. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are you going to be able to afford to go all out 
or are you going to go for the base one that might screw you over a year in the future? Because I don't see the generational, um, the blurring between 8th and ninth for the Xbox side to stick because I think developers will get sick of having to program games for other older consoles. Well, that, that's, yeah, 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 like the only games that you work. have that, that stuck between generations were FIFA and Just mm-hmm. Dance because they're literally the most recent Just Dance is the last one to release on the Wii. Mm-hmm. Like hats off to Ubisoft for keeping the Wii involved for all these years, but Actually, that's a, that's you'll a... get you'll get sick of it. And like devs won't want to have to make mm-hmm. five copies of their game. It's one of the reasons why I was worried about COD this year, even though I must admit it's actually looking relatively good. Yeah, the fact yeah. they'd have to make technically four or even now five, six versions of the game, PS4, PS5, Series S, Series X, and PC, and Xbox One. So yes, six versions of the game. Mm -hmm. If that was something that Xbox wanted to keep going, maybe as you said, Benroy, they can keep Game Pass and their first party stuff going in that direction because it'd be probably, I guess, it'd be easier for them to uh, enable the use across three different systems because in terms of spec, the S and the X are very different in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Um, other developers might just think, nah, screw it. We're going to stick with the next gen. If you're on the Xbox One, sorry, well, you're going to like move, you're have to or, move forward. Yeah, they're not going to care. Like if someone like Activision or uh, EA or whatever are going to prioritize the highest unit cost. I mean, Activision um, have already gonna... bumped up the prices for Black Ops Cold War on the new gen mm. systems anyway. They're already mm. adding a big premium on it because they can. Yeah. So, and, and they're going to go for that. This doesn't necessarily benefit them to put in the the wages or whatever to develop the last the last gen quote unquote version um because all of this blurs the lines of what last gen current gen and next gen even are um but on their end they still have to try and you know devote the time to develop those different system versions when they could just focus on something like the ps5 version and know what that's going to and how that's going to be played and everything else so there is that plus um speaking of flops before the ps5's flops are 10.28 um which is two less or 1.72 less um than the uh xbox uh, series x so that the series x will still be the most powerful console like a home console or whatever but it depends whether developers can I'm actually just play to new i'm just gonna be matching. that guy and go yeah but who's gonna have the more games well yeah yeah <laughs> that's the thing i said this so obviously on our news earlier it's like yes you can have all the flops in the world but you don't <laughs> you don't sell consoles at the end of the day by saying we've got more flops than you you sell consoles mm-hmm. by what games you've got mm-hmm. and how well they run you could have the world's most powerful console like how for example the ps3 was so much more powerful than the 360 but devs absolutely hated making games for it because it was such a pain to work with yeah the xbox series x could be the same mm-hmm. i doubt it because the, well, I mean, the xboxes are more linked to pcs and as you said scott most games mm-hmm. are developed on pc first and like moved over mm-hmm. so it would maybe easier to use but they might turn around and look at the ps5 and go look we've got less like teraflops to have to play with or we've just got a better system to build with let's just go with that so until, that, until um... we see games running on the systems until digital foundry get their hands on these systems like they did with the series x and they showed hey look the difference between the one s and the one x is you get mass effect andromeda running at 900p at actually 60 fps it's like wow <laughs> what a price hike what well, what it's so yeah. much it's so worth it like until we see that i don't think people should make be making decisions yet I, I think just, just, like just a, stick um, with what you like. Stick with the platform you potentially know. If you don't have a, an Xbox and you want to try Game Pass, the Series S is going to be so worth it. Mm-hmm. But if you're stumped between the Series X and the PS5, I would say wait. Because I was going to say, as like a wrap-up question, do you think that they've actually managed to answer, give you an answer as to why should you upgrade? 
Like, do you think that, like, I guess, Ben, do you think they've managed to give you something for that? Because that was always the thing. Like, why should I buy an Xbox Series X? And it was like, well, it was maybe going to be Halo, but it ain't anymore. And then it's like, well, and overall, why should I upgrade? Because that's the first time they're launching with two hardware SKUs. I mean, it's weird because eventually you've upgraded, you just don't get the games anymore sort of thing. I mean, eventually, yeah. Yeah, there still really isn't any particular killer game that's going to make me want to upgrade. I mean, I think they're touting that Gears 5 is going to get some big update for the next gen sort of thing. But yeah, it's, I think they're, if they lowball it with this, with the cheap one, which they're doing, that's a good way of get, becoming the second console alongside, like, say, what people think the Switch is sometimes. Because, mm-hmm. Because of the game passness of it, all. I think that is this is the I think that's the magic that's that's the point there that makes the Xbox worth considering at the moment. If you were to look at both of them, unless you were just some sort of diehard person who really like your achievement score and you really want that to go up, but I don't <laughs> think that really uh, exists as much anymore, sort of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think they've made a case for it in a way, but. If, the, if we get a year down the line and we only have the Halo and they've got rid of Craig and that's all we've got, then I'm going to be <laughs> really annoyed. But at the same time, if I if I get Kratos Dad Simulator 2 on PS5 and then all I have is a Halo for the next five years and 74,000 Forza games, then it's not going to really be worth it on that alone. But again, Stuff like um, Fable just sort of kicking off development now as well, even yeah. though that's been rumoured for ages, was a weird way to go. Um, and like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff like that. I think that's the biggest question is after all of this, we can dance around it and, and talk about the positives and stuff. And like, these are all positives in terms of accessing the next generation for cheaper or a financial model, a monthly model and everything everything else but if there aren't any games then yeah. blah like maybe it's that is the thing at the end of the day yeah. it's the one thing that xbox have fallen on uh this gen hence why game Pass has worked so well because people mm-hmm. are like wow there's finally a reason to have an xbox at the end of the day and game mm-hmm. pass is brilliant i think we can all agree on that yeah, yeah yeah it's why my xbox isn't in a cupboard my xbox was in a cupboard <laughs> about three months after gears 4 came out for a long time and then i finally <laughs> finally dug out and just accepted game pass into my life and it's been great ever since <laughs> it gave me the it's option a- to finally play forza properly and right, I absolutely love Forza Horizon 4. It's fantastic. I think like the um the way that I feel it was initially coming together was just going to be Halo Infinite was going to be like it's the return of Halo. It looks like the Halo you remember. It's big, you know, fancy deluxe 4K Halo 120 FPS for the multiplayer and that was it. That was their big marquee thing and you need to get the new Xbox to play that and well the best version of it. And then Game Pass and streaming and whatever is all supplementary to that. But because Halo didn't make it over the finish line, they have this weird skewed approach where they've still kind of they're steering into the legacy stuff really hard and where they're just sort of like your launch games are everything you already own except that it plays better and like maybe that'll work but it's just that's a a weird sort of pivot but that's kind of all they've got left the hundred Um, just as a side thing the 120 Mm. fps thing is eating away at my soul (laughs) (laughs) throughout all of this because they like it's it's kind of like when they when we had that initial series x or the what was it called again project scarlet was that what they called Uh, project scorpio i thought scorpio was um Xbox One X. Hey, I'm oh here. God. I'm here for yeah, Scar- yes. Scarlet. Sorry, yes, Scarlet was yes, the what? Yes. Scarlet was the Series S, Series X, <laughs> and they were saying they were, they were doing the whole teraflops buzzwords. They had uh, uncompressed pixels was mm. my favorite one, um, <laughs> and now they're, they're touting 120 FPS is the big thing for the series, even the Series S as well. 1440 120. Really. Nah, um, at that kind of price point. The one thing mm. that annoys me the most about all of this is the fact that how many people, or how much of your install base, Microsoft, have got a TV or a display that can show, literally actually work over 60 FPS right. 
Yeah. And the answer to that is very little. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted 120 hertz TV, they do exist because I was looking earlier today. Uh, at just 1080p, you're looking about 800 quid or more. See, that's, yeah. that's a High, whole High refresh rate panels are not cheap. I've upgraded right. my PC to be running at 144 FPS. And honestly, it is amazing. <laughs> but the fact that they're, they're saying, look, the Series S is going to do this, you, I, I like. I, I don't want. I don't want to like put it across like console players are idiots. But there's going to be the people hell? out there who are going to plug their Series X into their TV and go, "Wow, look, 120 FPS. This is so smooth." Even though technically it's still 60, because right, your okay. TV is literally incapable of showing over 60 I FPS. Just, I just guess that like you're always going to be able to run spreadsheets better than us. I just, I just I accept it. Yeah. Right. There but it is. Ben Roy has lost the argument because he's resorted to spreadsheets. <laughs> but no, um, Welcome to our office. All, all, the, I, all these projects though, like we need to know about what's happened with Project Natal 3. Mm. Do you, do, if you remember what Project Natal is? Natal is, well, yeah. Yeah. Give me Connect free. Let's go. Are they going to do another Connect? The Connect strikes Xbox back. VR. That's what it's going to be. If that's what they have to fall back on, then it's God help us all. I wouldn't imagine it would be something as weirdly gimmicky as that. Um, but yeah, we'll continue to uh, follow this stuff. There's apparently more announcements coming. These, Microsoft said very soon, apparently, Sony, Sony, apparently Sony are doing something tomorrow. Um, the game tweeted something out about a uh, Sony announcement that was then deleted. So we'll keep on top of stuff. We have another podcast on Friday, so we'll keep on top of whatever the hell comes out. For now, though, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Goodbye there. Ben Roy Turner's Amiibo. Hello. And Rich Hudson. (laughs) Thank you for listening. (laughs) I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.